Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of River City Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Our mission is to awaken people to the transforming presence and power of God's love. To find out more, visit rivercitychurch.com and thanks for listening. Okay, let me pray and we'll get started. God, I love you. I thank you for what you're already doing. I know that there are... uh, conversations going on in our head about people in our family and uh, what the next day and a half is going to look like. There are uh, lists and things that need to be done and checked off. Uh, There are children literally right next to us. So God, I pray that you'll just help us to be present and uh, be with each other and enjoy this moment and uh, enjoy your word and your scriptures. In your name we pray. Amen. Does anyone in here have a December birthday? Raise your hand. Whoa, that's a lot. Anybody like right before, anybody today? Happy birthday. Woo. Jesus, no, you, yeah, you. That's awesome. Um, So we have two December birthdays in our family. Jocelyn is a few days after Christmas, and she let me know like right out of the gate when we were dating that her birthday and Christmas are two very separate things, like... Very distinct celebrations. So I've done my best over the years to honor that demand. Um, And then uh, the next is my son Hudson, who was born earlier. He was born on December 5th. I have a picture of Hudson here if you'd like to see it. That's Hudson, all right? Hudson didn't know I was going to do this, so things are going to be a little rocky this afternoon. But my dad was a pastor, and now you get to experience what shaped and formed me into the hardened man that I am, all right? So what's special about this picture is obviously he's wearing a Christmas hat. It was a week or two after Christmas. One of the grandparents uh, bought him this hat, and he liked to wear it while he was chewing on his fingers. And um, we have this hat, and every year, it's a tradition, when it comes out of the box, we make Hudson put the hat on. So this is the most recent pic of Hudson in the hat. Doesn't quite fit. But uh, it's funny. I hope he does that until he's 100. I hope he puts that hat on every day. All right, you can take that down before he throws something at me. Okay. When, when Hudson was born, though, um, it was really cool. It was December 5th, 2009, okay? And that was kind of a big moment for my family, okay? So just to let you know where I'm from, I'm from Alabama, okay? So I'm actually an Alabama football fan, okay? All right. I like to alienate everyone early and then see if I can win you back over. <laughs> but uh, I'm an Alabama football fan. So at that time, Alabama football was dreadful. We had had like five coaches in six years, been on probation. It was just this really awful time uh, in our school's history. So I've got my dad and my brother and my sister and all these people that are excited about Alabama football. And Hudson's being born on the very same day that Alabama finally beats Florida. Again, really sorry. All right. So we beat Florida. They had this amazing quarterback who's a really great guy. He's local legend, Tim Tebow. And at the same moment that Hudson is finally born, the game is on. Like the game is coming to an end, like it's happening. So if you know about college football and you're one of those families, you're going to understand what I'm about to tell you. So Hudson's born. My family's coming in to see him, right? And there's a TV in the corner of the room. <laughs> and it's like, hey, here's your new grandson. And my dad and my brother are like, oh, 
he's great. And they're totally like, I'm like, what are you doing? This is just, this happens once, but the game's on. I'm joking. They were so happy to meet you, buddy. But uh, there was this lure of uh, Alabama football hanging over. So I like to joke with Hudson because Alabama's been pretty good since then. And I say, you know, when you were born, you changed the season. You changed the trajectory of Alabama football. But that's more of like college football mythology. But in reality, when he was born, the season did change for multiple people that were in that room. So Jocelyn and I became parents for the first time, which if you remember, if you're a parent, the first time you became a parent, that is a season-changing moment, okay? My parents became grandparents for the first time. They have like eight or nine grandkids now. I don't even know. But uh, they became grandparents for the first time. My younger brother, my younger sister became an uncle and an aunt for the first time. So the season was actually changing in all of these different ways for people and their lives and the way that they viewed reality and the way that they viewed family and uh, all of those sorts of things. So we're talking about the angels. We're singing about the angels. The word that we use in culture to talk about the angels showing up and announcing birth, like the birth that we're celebrating today, uh, you'll hear it called Noel. Now, that word's not actually in the scripture And I have a definition for you here. The roots of the word are the French Noel Christmas season, which may come from the old French Noel. This in turn is derived from the Latin Natalis, meaning birth. Since Christmas is a celebration of the birth of Christ, it was natural for people to refer to the celebration as the nativity or the birth. And another possible root for Noel, also from the French, is the word Nivellus meaning news, and then there's even some other translations that might mean like season, but newness, birth, good news, announcement. When we say Noel, that's what we mean. So when the angels show up to the shepherds in Luke 2, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all The people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom favor rests. It's hard for us to get our minds around just how bad the world needed a new season when Jesus was born. Like, not to go into all the details because we're in obviously all very mixed company this morning. But I mean, the world, the known world at this time was under Roman occupation. It was awful. It was dark. It was sad. And there were all these promises that we read throughout the Old Testament. Israel was holding out for this Messiah. He's going to come. He's going to come. He's going to come. And he just had not come. It had not happened. And then I was praying earlier when God the Son did send or God the Father did send God the Son, it was such a universal cosmic breakthrough into our reality that stars actually aligned. That's what the wise men, like following that star, right? Stars actually aligned to announce this was happening. Angels that had been behind the scenes uh, for most of human history burst forth into visible reality and announced that this had happened. Like, this is real. This changes everything. Now, I pastor this church, so I know this, and this is very true for many of us 
in this congregation, but it's also true, I would imagine, for many of you that are here visiting. And that's that many of you are waiting for a season, for the season to change. Many of you are waiting for the season to change. Now, it rarely happens overnight, right? Like when we're praying for God to bring, like I'm so sick of being in this, whether it's waiting or a season of sickness or a season of financial hardship or a season of relational brokenness or you name it, you fill in the blank. There's this longing and waiting and you're so tired of it and sick of it, and you, but you know you're not going to go to bed one night and then wake up and the complete story is ended. You're not even asking God for that, like to 1,000% change everything in a moment. We don't need it to all change in a moment. We just need a birth announcement, okay? We just need to know. We need a Noel. We need to know that the beginning of the change has started. Now, oddly enough, before the first service and before the second service, I was presented with two miracles from among us. I'm not at liberty to share because it's not my news to tell, but two things that would not happen that I knew personally people had been praying for, asking God for, leaning in, bowing in, and they got their breakthrough, the birth announcement. It's not done yet. It's not finished yet, but the, the, the ball is set in motion. I heard two of those, one before the first and one before the second. And that fills me with faith because it reminds me that on the, on the back end of these long seasons of waiting, God does bring change. Now, I don't know who to attribute this quote to. In my heart, when I really think about it, I think it's from a Monty Python movie, <laughs> which is not in the Bible. But I think this is from Monty Python. I just could not find it to confirm it. I've been thinking about this quote a lot lately. It's the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of the end. Okay? It's the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of the end. Now, you would think if humanity had waited for all those years for a Messiah, a Savior, and then actually, like, Jesus comes here. You know, the way you, the way you heal humanity... The way you heal humanity is not through giving us the rules. That was the Ten Commandments. It really just shined a big spotlight on the problem. I mean, it was good. It was like, look, now we know what God wants us to live into, but it, it wasn't ultimately helpful because we just couldn't live into it fully. And it's not through judgment. Like, we all know that God reserves the right to judge, but judging's not going to heal us. So the way that God chose to heal us was from the inside out. It was very humble, actually. The only way to heal humanity is become one of us. Okay, this only gets fixed from within. You have to come down to earth and join this party. You have to become one of us. You have to become man. You have to put flesh on. God has to put flesh on and join this human race. So that's what he did. He was born into it. And you would think that when that happens, stars align, angels scream, all these gnarly, like really cool things are going down, you would think that that would be like, oh, We've got about 10 minutes left, and it's all going to be finished. And then Jesus grows up and grows into maturity and learns about his heavenly father and realizes that he was sent here and comes to full awareness that he's God and man and then tells his disciples, I'm going to have to go to the cross, but that's okay because that's important to fulfill all things. Goes to the cross and then dies, and the disciples are disillusioned and then resurrects and now we realize, oh, he was born so that we could be reborn. Like he was birthed so that he could give us rebirth because we're going to rise again. Death doesn't have the final 
word anymore, but he rises. We have his Holy Spirit, which means that we're actually alive to him even now. We come to life. We don't have to live like trying to fill this void dead inside. We have life from within, like it flows from the inside out, right? But then he ascends into heaven. It's like, that was a long time ago, okay? But the way we see things, the way we see the world with our view of reality, which is not necessarily God's view of reality because he sees the whole thing, sees the universe expanding, right? Like we don't see all of that. But with our view of things, that was a long time ago. So we had his coming and then we're waiting for him to come again. And we wait and we long and we realize that when Jesus was born, that wasn't the end. That was the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of the end. But he is going to come and set it right. Okay? Just as they waited for him to come the first time to heal us from the inside out, he is going to come and stop evil forever. Take his authority back. Take his kingship back. Take his rightful place in this earth back forever. And that's what we wait for now. But in the midst of this kingdom being fully realized here, we get these glimpses, like the two stories I heard today. Those don't happen without God. Healings don't happen without God. Miracles don't happen without God. Those breakthrough moments let us know that the kingdom is here. Okay? Maybe not fully. Maybe not all the sadness is gone. Maybe there's still wars. Maybe there's still heartache. Maybe we still walk through hard times, and we definitely do. We definitely do. But we know. We've been talking over the last few weeks about the themes of Advent. We hold on to our hope. We live in the present in joy. And we continually fight to believe that he is our peace. Despite everything around us, we live in those three, those three truths. And the last candle we call the Christ candle. And it represents love. And my prayer this morning was that you guys were going to leave here fully convinced We read the verse. This is how he shows his love for us. When you close your eyes and picture God, I don't know what you see. Some people think, well, because Jesus died on the cross, now God can put up with us. There's no scripture to support that. There's nothing about the story of God that supports that. It actually says, for God loved us so much, Christ came and lived sacrificially for us. It actually started with his love. The sacrifice was motivated by love, not by some sort of weird tolerance just so he could put up with us. God doesn't put up with you. God loves having you around. Even if other people don't, God enjoys you, enjoys your presence. <laughs> so it's like, who's he talking to? Right? God en he enjoys you, enjoys your presence. He likes being with you. He likes to hear from you. He likes to talk to you. Well, I've, I've done some pretty horrible things. That's the whole thing, like, the whole, that's the whole story. We've done some pretty horrible things, but he still made a way for us to have relationship with him because he loved us. Romans 5 says that while we were still sinners or while we were still at our worst, you think about your worst moment, while you were doing that thing, Christ died for you. 
Why? So he could tolerate you? No, because he wanted to know you and have you and be with you. It's motivated by love. Okay? That's why he was born here. That's why he's coming back. So would you stand with me? I'm going to ask our, uh, what are we calling you? Candle ushers to come forward. It's a terrible name. Fire starters, all right? So I'm going to light their candles. And listen, I want you to get the imagery here, okay? I want you to think about what Jesus started because we don't just keep this contained. The light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. But if his spirit is inside of you, we walk in that light, we go in that light, we move in that light. Okay, we go forth in that. So we take it together. These guys are going to come to the end of the row, and then you're going to turn very carefully, mindful of the person's hair next to you, and you're going to light their candle. There you go. What's up, guys? What's up, Emiliano?
can't describe it. Maybe you don't have language for it. Here we would say it may very well be a spiritual force, an opposition, something from the enemy of God. But if you're in a season of discouragement or there's a weight on you, I would love to pray for you. We did this in the first service. A few people responded, but I'd love to pray for you. I'll, I'll be down here and um, you can come forward.
Lord, you have now set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior whom you have prepared for all the world to see. A light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. And everyone say, amen. Amen. You can blow out your candle. Love you all. Merry Christmas.